What's up, you two nights? This is your man, Tivo. Welcome to Lords of the Long Box and a very special Wednesday afternoon episode, depending on where you're at. If you're where Edward is in Europe, it's uh, the middle of the night. If you're where I'm at, it's 1 p.m. If it's uh, on the East Coast, I mean, you may be getting off work. But while you guys congregate, let's play some theme music uh, and let you guys get settled. Then we're going to go right to it and dive into some WandaVision news. And there's a the Spider-Man trailer dropped, or excuse me, the teaser announcement for the title of the trailer. And... Kevin Feige dropped a bombshell during the TV Critics Association tour, and we're going to get to all that within less than an hour. All right, so sit tight. We'll be right back. Now let's do this. Rewind, select, and come again. Pull up that from the top to the very last. Who are you to make their lives bitter in hard bondage? In this, you shall know that the Lord is of faith. I want a special episode of Lords of Longbox in conjunction with our friends at smallscreen.co.uk from across the pond. Welcome, Edward. Comment allez-vous, Edward? Je vais très, très bien, merci. Ah, très bien, merci, too. Je vais, je vais très bien, merci. I hope oh. I said that right. right? You did. Yeah, you did. All right. Very good. He's in France, but he speaks English. Go figure. It's just yeah. one of those things. Just say he's from across the pond, Edward. Why don't you tell them the who, the what, and the when of what you are? Um, uh, yes, I'm, I'm the editor of Small Screen. So Small Screen is a, a, a well, it started off as a blog that I did in my spare time, and then uh, became more than that recently. So uh, so now it's it's my full time job, and uh, yeah, just talk about pop culture news and uh, features and stuff like that. We have writers and stuff now. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So it's, it's good fun. It's a lot of fun. You guys should definitely give Edward a follow. I trust him as a source. We've uh, collaborated in the past. We have uh, mutual friends and Mikey Sutton. We've yep. had the unfortunate uh, luck of being on Sil Abdul Show at the same time. So uh, <laughs> we had to talk about DC stuff. But today, <laughs> yeah. we're going to talk about Marvel stuff. And Edward, uh, I... <laughs> I've talked to Edward offline about some stuff, especially with WandaVision on his website. He's also had some theories about the WandaVision stuff. And just happens to be today we got the first full title for the new Spider-Man 3 film. And you know what? Why don't we show that? Because I think there's something in this trailer that's going to tease some stuff that happened in WandaVision. So without further ado, Spider-Man 3. All right, so... 
Gave us a fake name again. Again. Not shocked. Yeah. I just don't understand why he keeps doing this. You don't understand? Really? I feel like it's pretty obvious yeah. if you spoil things. I don't spoil thing. things. Thing Name me one spoil. thing that I've actually spoiled. The last movie title. Thank you. So good. So good. I got I got goosebumps. I love the Spider-Man theme song. It just gave me goosebumps. And I'm looking at YouTube, making sure they didn't take down the video. Um, but what I, uh, before we get into WandaVision, obviously, we've all played around with the names of the thing. I want to show you guys a screenshot. And this goes to um, kind of the crazy speculation that we've done on the internet as far as what the names have been. Yeah. And when you look at that, it's hilarious. If you look at it, it says... Um, I highlighted one area, but when you look at all of it, it goes, there's home worlds, uh, work from home, please no, uh, home run, homemade, homesick, homeschooled, Aunt May says no. Yeah. And what I <laughs> highlighted at the top there was the shape of a hexagon. And if you guys haven't been talking about hexagons, you haven't been watching WandaVision. What do you think of that? Is that just a little little Easter egg to throw at us, to just throw us a bone? I, I, well, if you look at it, there are multiple hexagons in this thing. So there are a bunch of them. That's and right. um, yeah, I, I really, I mean, I think it's, I think it's one of those, it's one of those things that people pretty, they know already is that this is going to feature the multiverse. So I think this is a tease to to the multiverse in some form. I think the hexagon will play play a bigger. A, it might end up being like a hex that creates the multiverse. And uh, that's a, that's the theory I've been seeing online is that Wanda's going to kind of open up the MCU to the multiverse herself, and it could. It could have something to do with that. Yeah. So, I mean, and how Agatha Harkness actually comes into the story with, first of all, in the comics, WandaVision's magic is known as hex magic. Yeah. Agatha Harkness actually helps her use the hex magic. I mean, it's kind of mutated over the years. Literally, she was a mutant and it came hex magic. Then at one point, I think it became chaos magic. But um, this leads into, and um, we're going to talk about WandaVision now and what we think is happening what we think is going to happen, since we have a show on Thursday, we can't do it on Thursday, and it's going to come on on Friday. So maybe if everyone has time, uh, Friday morning, if I don't have any meetings, we may go live and go over what happened in WandaVision. But let's, for those who haven't seen WandaVision yet, what the fuck are you doing here? Because uh, we're going to spoil it. But basically, the last episode of WandaVision, we got, um, the, we got to basically see Agna Harkness has kind of been literally the director of the sitcom. Yeah. We see her in a director's chair. We saw a book. We all think it's a dark hold. What do you think is what what do you think of the ending of the last episode, Edward? And where do you think it's been building up to? I, I, I love it. I, I loved I loved the ending. There, there were some people that said they were a bit ups, kind of upset about it, um, which I was a bit weird. That I think that's a bit weird because I know a lot of people knew kind of their guest like to begin with, but uh Catherine Hahn was playing Agatha Harkness. That was kind of a reveal that I think everyone expected. The but worst the way they, kept secret ever. The yeah, only sec the only thing on WandaVision that hasn't been a really, really good kept secret, actually. Yeah, exactly. And uh, but what I loved about it was the way they did it. So like the, the it was like the monsters kind of almost theme tune. It was kind of that that sort of thing. I think Catherine Hahn is brilliant in it, and I she think is. that that reveal, like the spooky basement thing, I just love. I love the fact that like Mikey actually talks about this in a in a in a. Um, an article he did a couple of weeks ago about how WandaVision is really opening up the MCU to horror. 
and you can really tell that's that's For those who don't know, we're talking about Mikey Sutton. That's our mutual friend. Everybody knows we rock with Gigasi. But go ahead. Yeah, and uh, and I think that's that's something I really really liked about it. And I think I know a lot of people say it's not happening, but I think either Nightmare or Mephisto are going to be involved somehow. There has to be someone else behind this because who else is Paul Bettany teasing? You know, Paul Bettany's been teasing all this. That's we're going to get to that in a second as well. Um, But what I want to say is there's also something interesting where. I don't want to say it's the fourth wall. It's almost the fifth wall is broken when uh, they do a, a Modern Family ter- episode, yeah. right? Where there's yeah, yeah. where they kind of talk to the director of what's a, a documentary. And you hear a voice that says, um, you know, um, isn't this your fault? Yeah. And somebody on the internet sped it up and it's actually Catherine Hahn's voice, which is pretty incredible. That's ah. under the internet. So there's a uh, a Twitter guy. He took uh, Catherine Hahn's voice from one other show, sped it up, and sure enough, that voice that's because and you remember the reveal when she turns around, it's her as the director's chair. Yeah. There's an um, there's an actual umbrella that's blocking her face, so Wanda doesn't know who she's talking to. Hmm. And so then we lead to this kind of creepy underground lair, and then we get the reveal of snoopers are going to snoop. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a sec, is is that? I mean, is this really Quicksilver or is it not Quicksilver at that point? I mean, yes. because what do you think, Edward? Uh, it, I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of people speculating that it could be Agatha Harkness's son. So that's that's something that I think could be the case because I'm pretty sure it's not Mephisto or Nightmare. I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to do that. Personally, I'd love it if it was like the actual Quicksilver. <laughs> from, 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 the from the X-Men universe. <laughs> yeah, I would love yeah. that because I think... I, I just personally, I feel a bit bad for Aaron Taylor Johnson that, that it's like, well, why else get get Evan Peters to play this role? Right. Uh, yeah. It's just one of those things. Yeah. It's, What's <laughs> interesting is um, when you say Agatha Harkness' son, his name is Nicholas Scratch. Nick, Nicholas Scratch. That's it. Yeah. The cat in the name of that episode is also named Scratchy. So mm. I have a feeling the creators of WandaVision knew that weekly episodic storytelling was going to open itself to just rampant, rampant yeah. speculation. Like what, like the walking dead. Do you remember the theories on who the night King was and who, and all this, remember that? I mean, and that's, what's great about episodic storytelling is we, there's literally 27 shows a week, just talking about it where, yeah. where if you have a show that you binge, the coffee, uh, coffee, or excuse me, water cooler talk. Like there's water coolers in 2021, right? Uh, yeah. If there's <laughs> water cooler talk, it's hard to have water cooler talk when you're like, "Have you seen episode seven yet?" Like, ah, no. Well, you yeah, gotta yeah. have it so we can have it. Um, what's interesting is, um, there's been theories, and on your website, you had you talked about this, and on on uh, the theory was, there's talk about Paul Bettany saying yeah. that there's a cameo coming of somebody who's wanted to work with a long time. And you did a great article on your website where you say, it's not Dr. Strange. Tell no. us why. And then tell us who you think it is. Cause I really think that's wild as well. Well, it's not Dr. Strange. Cause he literally says people think it's Dr. Strange, but it's, he kind of, he doesn't say it's not, but he says it's someone that hasn't been revealed yet. And uh, no, what he basically says, no one, no one's thought of this character. No one's even mentioned this actor. And then basically, so what I did was I went back, I was thinking, who could this person be? Because he talks about how this is an actor that he's wanted to work with his whole career. So I went back to an interview he did. uh, It was on in Comic-Con in Manila, I think. And he was asked uh, which are his like favorite actors of all time. And he said three, you know, three names, Marlon Brando, Robert, uh, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. So Marlon Brando is dead. 
yeah. Robert De Niro, Robert De Niro will not turn up in a Marvel in a Marvel property, but Al Pacino will because Al Pacino has actually said that he would love to be in a Marvel property, and he's actually met with Kevin Feige. He specifically uh, said he loved Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, exactly, and that, that exactly. he's like he's like that's that why who wouldn't love that film basically, and so he's a fan and he's someone that wants to turn up in something, and he's also played the devil before in The Devil's Advocate. With so, Keanu Reeves. With Keanu Reeves, yeah. And so, a very naked um, Charlize Theron. Is it Charlize right? Theron? He, I yes. believe it's Charlize Theron. It's a great yeah. flick. He, I mean, Al Pacino as the devil scared the shit out of me as a kid. Yeah. I, was, I, I swear to you. And so let's also play process of elimination because a lot of people said, well, maybe they're talking about Ian McKellen or Sir yeah. Patrick Stewart. Now, yeah. Paul Bettany actually was in The Da Vinci Code with Ian McKellen. Yeah, yeah. But not Patrick Stewart. So the mm. other spec was Al Pacino could be Fred who could be Mephisto or Patrick Stewart could come in as Professor X. Where, yeah. I, I I like the Al Pacino one because just imagine Al Pacino just showing up like his crazy and just like yeah. I'm the devil, you know? Yeah. I mean, it makes more sense. It would be more surprising than Patrick Stewart, I think. And I, and I think it's something that is is been uh, if it were to be Al Pacino, this has been talked about since like what 2015. Yeah. So so it's something that it's like wh who would you cast Al Pacino as in the MCU? Well, the actual devil is the only person you can really cast him as. And and people it, think Marvel doesn't get these type of actors. They got Robert Redford for God's sake. Yeah, they exactly. Had, yeah. Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Hank Pym. Uh, yeah. Me out here. Uh, uh, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas, and they've had uh, yeah, they've Tilda had Swinton. I mean, they've got yeah. Academy Award-winning actors to be in yeah. the Marvel universe. So Al Pacino as the devil, because remember, then WandaVision. Michelle Pfeiffer was another one. Michelle well, Pfeiffer yeah. was hot yeah. as well. Yeah, but <laughs> when I keep on thinking about it, what's her name keeps on referring to her husband Ralph, and we don't see him. I don't think yeah. the mailman is any importance at all. No, I no, think no. Ralph is behind the scenes, and in the comics, I believe. Um, Mephisto's soul or fragments of his soul are used to create her kids, right? They're, yeah, to create Wanda's kids, yeah. Now, what if that's, we, we do reverse engineering, where Wanda has to create Wanda's kids to bring in Mephisto's uh, a corporal form or his physical form, yeah. right? Like, we haven't seen Fred. Maybe Fred is either some demon, you know, name one, Cathan, who wrote Cathan is actually the character, the demon who actually wrote the Darkhold in a book of like flesh pages. It's kind of gnarly when you think of the history yeah. of the Darkhold. But then you think, well, it could be Mephisto, Cathan, it could be Nightmare, name a demon. I don't believe it to be Dormammu, who people who are no, drawing that connection, that definitely he has a dark realm, but he's not like what you would consider. I mean, plus Strange made a deal with him. He can't yeah. come into our universe, right? That whole... I, th I, I think Dormammu's done in the MCU. To be honest, I don't think they're going to bring bring him back. Uh, I think it's going to be someone different and uh, someone physical uh, is, is the other thing I think about uh, like that. I've heard a lot of people talking about the rabbit. Is it a rabbit that's that's in it that that's, that she has a pet rabbit that Agnes? Har um... Yeah, the boys are playing with the rabbit. Yeah, yeah. so that's, that, isn't that Scratchy? That's Scratchy. That, is that's it Scratchy the rabbit. His I name is Scratchy, and that's why people started thinking they were talking about Nicholas Scratch, who's her son. Yes. Maybe. Somebody did a magic spell to turn her son into a rabbit. Yeah, 
maybe some craziness. I mean, <laughs> it's it's so crazy. I mean, let's just, let's be honest. A lot of spec has just been all over the place. Uh, but another thing you brought up is let's talk about the runtime because you had a very interesting article on your website and you went to look at some casting news and actual production notes and what you, yeah. why you think there's an uh, how many episodes there are actually. Why don't yeah. you break that down? So basically, the, uh, I can't remember her name, but there's a, there's a, an actress that's that's in the show. Um, she plays an agent. She's the Latina the, that plays yeah. the soldier. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So and uh, apparently she's turning up. So basically, the the agency that she works for, I think, is STX Agency. It's called a talent agency. They said that she's turning up in episodes four, five, six, and then eight, nine, and ten. Yeah. So it, and it's like if you're a talent agency, you'll know. How many episodes are going to be in this thing, and how many? Ep- and they put this on Facebook. They, they, so they put it out. Now there are possi- there is a possibility that they were mistaken, and maybe people are saying people are saying that it could be the kind of behind the scenes episode that they're doing. I think they're doing Marvel Legacies. I think it's called. Yeah, yeah. how they have like a like yeah. a Walking Dead talking with what Chris yeah, like, they used to have. Like, yeah, yeah, like they did with the Mandalorian as well, where where they kind of go in and how they they, they talk about how they made the show. So that that could be a possibility. But the thing is, is this too much time left for just two episodes yeah let's talk about that because the original reports i think the showrunner and both kevin feige said it's six hours long yeah wandavision and then we started finding out wait a second we're only getting 30 minute episodes so if you crunch the numbers there's a good like what an hour and a half two hours left and there's only and we're on episode eight so yeah i think recently there was just a report that episode eight is going to be 47 minutes long so that either leaves us two episodes left or one long episode left yeah, if I do and I, and math I, right, I actually contacted a, a PR at Disney about that, and they said that th- they basically said the reports about that are, are true, that it's forty-seven minutes long. There you go. He has so. contacts, though, <laughs> so we know it's six hours long. Depending yeah. on, so if we do what seven times thirty is two, I figured out there's <laughs> the next episode is going to be the equivalent of one hour episode. Uh, minus yeah. sands of commercials, forty-seven minutes. The problem is, is that we're taking this at face value, like that saying yeah. that, that that Kevin Feige was right in saying that it's going to be six hours long. He said it was going to be like watching a six-hour-long movie. That's what he said. Uh, well, like I'm I, prior. We haven't been anywhere uh, near six hours. Yeah, I think that's a perfect segue, Edward, as uh, you uh, invoke the name of Kevin Feige, who's also in our live chat, by the way. So shout out to Kevin Feige, who shows up every now and then, mostly on Seal Show. I'm a little disappointed he doesn't show up on our live show, but I think it's a time difference. So. <laughs> Uh, Kevin Feige happened, I mean, we're just the best, This we just happen to be sh- going the show at just a good piece of time right now. <laughs> Kevin Feige dropped some news, and we're going to try to, we, I gave this to Edward like literally five minutes before we came on the air, and he's like, dude, I can't do all this. So basically, <laughs> uh, I'm going to read you this article, and then we'll just go off and we'll give you our opinions on it. But uh, So this is coming from Decider.com. Basically, a lot of different websites are are so. Basically, he was at something called the Television Critics Association Winner 2021 Tour. Kevin Feige was there, so Kevin Feige gave critics a unique inside look at the MCU's future on Disney Plus today during the Television Critics Association Winner 2021 Tour. Critics got a sneak peek at two key scenes in the upcoming Disney Plus Falcon and Winter Soldier, and news including the premiere date for Loki. Yeah. However, the real deal draw of the day was a 25-minute long Q&A session with Feige himself. The president of Marvel Studios and chief creative officer of Marvel took questions with the press and gave insight to where the MCU goes beyond WandaVision. 
Ahead of the panel, critics were allowed to screen two clips of Falcon and a Winter Soldier that's premiering on Disney Plus on March 19th. The grander of the two was an almost nine-minute-long aerial action sequence showing Anthony Falcon's Falcon unleashing a slightly more brutal fighting style than we've seen in the MCU. And Edward, I think that leads to the, the ratings coming out saying that it in Europe there's a rating of restricted. Is, it, is yeah. that true for Falcon the, and Winter Soldier? Yeah, in the Netherlands it's restricted, yeah. So which doesn't necessarily mean it's rated R in the U.S. Because R, you know, basically if you get something rated R in the U.S., that means you said fuck twice or you've yeah. shown tits for a amount of time. There, You can say <laughs> fuck at least once on a PG-13 movie. Yeah. Say that, like, if you remember um, X-Men movies, where Wolverine tells him to fuck off, still rated PG-13. Yeah. If you say fuck multiple times like I just have, <laughs> it's now rated R. So uh, <laughs> there you go. Um, so let's just scroll down. And I want to say uh, there are some other interesting things uh, during that where somebody had asked, um, well, let's, let's go through here and we'll do uh, right here. Um, some of the shows that I were that I've mentioned we're about to start filming. We're keeping in mind we're keeping in mind a structure that would lead into season 2 and season 3 in a more direct way than say a show like WandaVision which clearly uh, goes into a feature but it's new. Perhaps one day we'll chart out 5 seasons of a show but really we're focusing on delivering the best seasons we can one at a time. When asked about the possibility of WandaVision 2, Foggy said, "I've been a Marvel too long to say definitely no to anything." However, he added that WandaVision was designed to feed right into Doctor Strange and into the multiverse, multiverse of madness. Elizabeth Olsen is currently filming that in location in London. And that makes sense because I saw Elizabeth Olsen. She was on one of the talk shows, uh, maybe in Jimmy Fallon, one of the Jimmy's, right? And she yeah. basically said she was in quarantine in London because they couldn't go anywhere because they were filming Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, characters introduced in the Disney Plus shows like Kamala Khan, Monica Rambo are intended to leapfrog into MCU films. That's huge, by the way. They're basically saying they're both going to be in Captain Marvel number two, yeah. uh, the sequel. When asked if there was worry that the proliferation of Marvel shows and films made it harder to reach new viewers, Feige joked that he worried about everything, well, except one thing. The one thing I don't worry about is more to 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 Yona Paris, uh, he said, who plays uh, Monica Rambo in Monovision right now. Feige did admit that with the shows and more films, it does become harder and harder for them to catch new fans. However, the later show, the master plan of every MCU and film to live on Disney plans uh, to discover. Here's what's interesting. And I was talking to Mikey Sutton about this. Feige was asked about the past Marvel shows. And when asked about what makes these shows new more than Disney plus shows or more successful than past series like Marvel's Angels of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Jessica Jones, he rebuffed that question. I think there are legions of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fans and Daredevil fans and Jessica Jones fans and Luke Cage fans that would disagree with you in terms of success or not. If you notice what he omitted there, Iron Fist, (laughs) (laughs) but he did specifically bring up Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage. Uh, There's no doubt that everybody loved The Punisher. Mm. There's a very big fan base for those shows, and though he said that he didn't have control over those series, meaning the Netflix series, but it really comes down to a different team and a different team of storyteller uh, in a different way. That's when a, asked, that's a very PR response. <laughs> it is. He has to be careful because he doesn't have the rights to all of them quite yet, I don't think. I think most of them. Uh, when asked if he could potentially use those characters that previously belonged to Netflix, like Jessica Jones in, the, in future MCU stories, he, he said, I think we probably could. Yeah. Like he said, it all came down to rights. When pressed on whether or not the characters Marvel currently did have the rights to would show up in future projects, Feige wouldn't comment directly. 
Um, mm. Let me see. And this is the kind of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. thing. No, I will just say there are often rumors that are true, and there are often true rumors that are not true. It's very fun <laughs> having Clark Gregg back in the MCU and Captain Marvel, a founding important member of the MCU for us, Agent Coulson. But everything else, we'll just have to see. So that's just some of the stuff. Um, yeah. and, and that's kind of crazy that uh, Feige didn't do that. And I, I kind of dropped Edward that, you know, that literally just dropped like two hours ago. All the, the Kevin Feige. Anywhere Kevin Feige goes, you can't, he can't, people are going to ask him about it. Um, what do you think about that? And and also all the, also the filming. Um, so let me see if there's anything else here. Here we go. What you were just talking about earlier. Um, when asked about the, process, the thought process of casting Fox's Quicksilver Evan Peters as Pietro in, in WandaVision, Feige would only share that that decision was made early in the development process as a way certain people were messing with people. Hmm. Certain people being the subject of the song of the summer. That is... I, I mean, I, I just have a feeling like Feige and the showrunners of WandaVision know how to fuck with us on purpose. I just, I mean, it, it's, I mean, we'll see. I mean, it, it, it makes for great content for, I mean, because when's the last time you're like, I can't wait till the show drops on a weekly basis because we're such a binge society nowadays. Yeah. I mean, it's, when's the last time you even like, we were people like, I can't wait to watch it on DVR or watch it live. When is it air in, uh, in your time? Uh, uh, it's nine o'clock over here in the morning. Yeah, so it's, oh. it's, it's all right for us. <laughs> oh, well, it's not too bad for me. It's on at midnight for me. But if people yeah. on the West Coast or East Coast, it's on at like 3 a.m. So yeah, yeah. 9 a.m. is perfect unless you have to work. I get to watch it with breakfast. So that's, that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a, there was another scoop that you were um, – that you were talking about, um, yeah. and I and I and we're going to cross over just a little bit here, and because uh, I think this is important to comic book viewers, and we report Mikey Sutton dropped a similar report to you the same day, but you guys have different sources, so I have really have a tendency to believe this is happening. On uh, and you reported, and we and we I talked about it briefly that Jared Leto's Joker possibly doing his own solo project, and mm. we were talking at possibly a live action Killing Joke. What do you yeah. have on that? So I wasn't actually specifically told about the killing joke. That was that was uh, Mikey that, that got that bit. Basically, what I, what I was told was that um, the the Jared Leto and Zack Snyder enjoyed working together so much on on Justice League that they are planning. They're they're developing a Joker story, so a Joker solo story. So I was specifically told that it could end up being a movie or a TV show. But there's, it was kind of very, it's, it's very early days. And then the other thing that the guy, the person I was talking to mentioned was that it could end up just becoming a, an actual comic book. Apparently, Zack Snyder has been very interested in making in making a comic book for DC Comics. So it could end up being that. But it, I mean, as it stands, I think it's very much reliant on how well the Justice League film does. Like if that does really well, then they'll probably end up going going with it. If it doesn't, then they'll probably just drop it and probably release invoke it Zack a, Snyder's a name. But at the moment, they're developing the story. Yeah. That, that's, invoke that's Zack Snyder's name, and Sill will show up. And there's there's Sill now. Now he's listening. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Gigosity. Um, so uh, there was also there's news of there being on uh, since we're on it. I don't know if you can speak to this, but there's been speculation that the mystery cameo or person showing up on the Snyder cut is the Green Lantern. Um, and I think Ryan Reynolds already came out and debunked that. But, you know, it's hard to say. All actors are liars, right? There's NDA agreements, so they can't just come out and tell you it. But 
What do you think? Is there something to this? Because from what I've read and what people have told me, this Snyder Cut is a one and done. Um, it's It doesn't really have its own place in where the universe is going, no matter how well it's doing. Joss Whedon has alluded to the fact that if there is a Justice League 2 movie, he won't be part of it. Uh, yeah. I think the, the verbiage was, I don't think Warner Brothers wants to work with me on a Justice League 2. So if yeah. there was a Justice League 2, it wouldn't have Zack Snyder in it. And it's just a whole bunch of politics behind Who do you think... Does the Green Lantern appear? I mean, they, the Green Lantern Corps has appeared in the Justice League or the the, yeah. the Whedon version. I mean, they were, I mean, the ring kind of get lops off some guy's fingers floating off somewhere. It's got to be it, right? What else could it be? Well, the the I think it's the Martian Manhunter, isn't it? The the is is what they're saying. I'm pretty sure Snyder actually revealed that. Because <laughs> not the, the wasn't that the general in the Man of Steel is yes. Martian, Martian yeah, Manhunter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm actually, I'll be honest, the one thing that I think, I think Snyder's revealing way too much, <laughs> personally, because it isn't actually the same film, but he's like, he's, he already revealed the Joker scene. And then he basically said, there's going to be a, a massive, uh, like a massive, a, a, a com- um, cameo, a, su- yeah, cam- a superhero cameo yeah. at the end of this that will get comic book nerds specifically very excited. Um, and then he actually revealed that it is Martian Manhunter. Um, yeah, because and- because Green everybody kind of knows Green Lantern. I mean, only hardcore comic book fans would know um, Martian Mar- Martian Manhunter, yeah, yeah. or if it's Blue Beetle, who's <laughs> just getting his yeah. own uh, show. But I, don't, I, it would, I mean, Zach, I mean, Zack Snyder fans are so. Um, I don't want to say they're a cult, but they're very. Uh, um, I mean, it kind they're very of excited about things, right? So, and, yeah. and I think Zack Feeder, Zack Snyder, knows how to feed into that hunger that they have, and so they think they think grandiose in in terms of what it can be. I mean, I mean, I don't even talk about the Joker picture, which has half the internet torn, and it, it's just artistic, right? I've seen yeah. tons of poses of like, you know, Day of the Dead, Jesus, and things of that nature, and so it doesn't, you know. If, Jared Leto is very, very uh, artistic type person. So, but that, mm-hmm. you know, but releasing that, you know, Zack Snyder is kind of uh, showing his uh, ability to be an auteur, you know, yeah. uh, so to speak. You know, he thinks he's this uh, visionary. My argument would be that Zack Snyder's best films have been when he's taken a literal adaptation from page to screen, 300 so, and, yeah. and Watchmen, yeah. right? Panel by panel, he recreates those panels and puts them on film. The zombie film he did, which is his own original, and he wrote, he I think is his best film overall. Um, yeah, that's not comic book based because Sucker Punch he wrote and that was awful. I mean, great visuals, but it was awful. Man of Steel was pretty good. I mean, you know, but I think he pissed off comic book purists by depicting Superman and Batman certain ways. You know, we won't get into that. You know, it yeah. is what it is. But I think there's a whole generational shift from the fans of Batman and Superman comic books and Batman and Superman films. Yeah, where definitely. the Nolan verse really divided the two, where mm-hmm. Nolan's Batman was a little bit different. And if I swear to God, if I see Martha and uh, and if I see Martha's pearls flip one more time, yeah. I'm gonna just <laughs> I'm tired of it. I can't see it anymore. I can't see Uncle Ben get killed anymore. I can't see uh, the Wayne parents getting killed anymore in front of the movie theater. So um, it's there. That's our bit. So so we talked about DC. Um, <laughs> any other uh, Marvel tidbits that you've been hearing in the grapevine recently? Uh, so off the top of my head, you put me, you really put me on the spot, didn't you? Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, off the top of my head, so it was Captain, uh, there's a uh, Pratt There are rumors that Captain America that's 4 right. is in the that's works, right. uh, and that apparently Chris so, Evans is coming back for that one. Uh, which is any idea? My theory has always been 
There are decades and decades of stories to tell because basically Steve Rogers went back and lived after World War II. They can do an entire series where maybe it's Cap and bring back the Howling Commandos. I mean, he basically rewrote time because if you think about Agent Carter, he's in Agent Carter's timeline. That changes her timeline as well. Yeah. So yeah. that Agent Carter series could be basically her timeline has been rewritten. They could show adventures of Captain America when he went and deposited all the artifacts back into those periods, right? He returned yeah. the he returned Thor's hammer, right? And then he returned something else and the shield. Uh, but actually, he kept the shield. So, I mean, you know, that'd be great to see because uh, I think Chris Evans, I don't know how old he is, but he looks like he's 25 <laughs> perpetually. Um, yeah. But I think... He, there's certain characters where you're like, man, I don't think if they ever recast Thor, I just can't see it. You know, no, they can't yeah. recast Captain America. If the Captain America has a or Steve Rogers has a cameo in Falcon and Winter Soldier, that would be awesome. I mean, we're got we're getting really close to Falcon and Winter Soldier. We're talking like less than a days. month away. Yeah, it's in March. That, it comes out in March. Yeah. Yeah. Then we have the Snyder Cut coming out, and then. Um, Godzilla. I, we haven't even talked about Godzilla versus King Kong yet. That looks absolutely fantastic. That's. I'm really pissed at Warner Brothers for that one though, because that that should be held off for the big screen. You cannot yeah, really have yeah. giant kaiju fighting on the small screen. Oh, I needed an IMAX. I need IMAX in my life right now. The good news is New York is opening up uh, movie yeah, theaters twenty five percent capacity. How are things in in France uh, as far as um, COVID and movie theaters and shutdown? Uh, closed. Everything's closed. <laughs> yeah, it's no. it's not looking good. Uh, cities are going back into lockdown, so yeah, it's going to be back into lockdown. Yeah. Oh yeah, my man Nemesis Prime too. Mortal Kombat looks good. Yeah, Mortal wanna... Kombat looks really good. So that's the new spec today. Is I don't know if you've been on the uh, the interwebs for uh, geeks. Um, they're talking about who Louis Tan's character is in the um, Mortal Kombat mythos. Okay. So so one of them, somebody said there was a a secret character named Chameleon. That was played in Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat has this crazy history of characters. If you go to Mortal Kombat's wiki page, each character yeah. has a rich, rich backstory. But Louis Tan's character is just is uh, they called him a washed up MMA fighter. But some people have theorized that it's actually Chameleon. Chameleon can uh, can mimic the fighting power of styles or powers of about three or four different characters. Mm. Another one was Sub Zero's brother. Uh, so I mean that's another episode for another time, Edward. I know it's getting late on your uh, over there, but uh, if you want to come back and I have enough time Friday, uh, if you want to do a review of Wandavision, to. yeah, definitely love to. Yeah. Okay, yeah. real quick before we end the show, what's your predictions on the next episode of Wandavision? So the next episode of Wandavision, I'm pretty sure is going to be a flashback, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna see how Wanda like took the Vision's body. What's going on with Director Hayward? I'm still pretty sure that Ultron's got something to do with Hayward. Uh, I, I think there's something going on there. And uh, I think, um, yeah, that, we're going we're gonna to see all that sort of stuff. All the, all the, and there, I think people are going to be a bit disappointed, actually, personally. I, I'm thinking it's gonna, we're going to really see the last, the, the big stuff in the final episode. Yeah, I think my prediction is, I think it's going to be an episode told from Ar Agatha Harkness's point of view. Okay. Um, and I think the People, it was alluded to in the, one of the episodes that um, Wanda stole Vision's body because Sword was trying to weaponize it, and that's why yes. the Sword acronym was changed to like uh, the sentient weapons as opposed to sentient world. So mm. I think uh, the the 
director of Sword, whomever his uh, Hayward his name, is was trying to let's say let's say they weren't snapped out of it. So let's say after the snap, everybody was gone. Vision's body was still in that part of Wakanda. They went, probably went there, snatched up and realized, how can we weaponize this? And not knowing that they needed the mind gem. Um, mm. So I mean, we'll see. Although the scene with Jimmy Woo where he's going through all the checkpoints, I think the words time and soul are on there, alluding yeah. to the infinity gems. Like he kind of knows they're in existence. And what if Jimmy Woo is a magic user? He already showed that he can make cards disappear. <laughs> There's nobody talking about Jimmy Woo being a, a magic user, but... Secret, um, I, secret sorcerer right he only does card tricks that's his that's his <laughs> magic trick is he only does card tricks so uh we'll see where it goes man i i think you're right it's gonna be told uh like you know because we already had a story told from when uh, monica rambo woke up from her perspective yeah. i think we're gonna get why Argonaut harkness is doing this and her, what the, the mechanisms that she's using to do this and then yeah. at the, the next episode is going to be like the final throwdown but it'd be cool I think it'll be interesting as well because it, just to see what why Agatha is doing this. That there that's the reason we still don't know yet why she's doing this. Obviously she's using the book to power her um be it the dark hold or whatever. That's mm. what she's using to power and perhaps control Wanda and then but the kids disappeared. So I, I somehow those kids have something to do with what Definitely, Agatha needs yeah. to do to manifest yeah. something. So they're, that's all they're also they're also directly referenced as Devil Spawn, aren't they? By uh by Quicksilver in one of the episodes. So I'm pretty sure that's going to come back into it. I as mean, well. there's, there's so many Easter eggs. The devil's in the yeah. details. We've had 666. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like they're like purpose. It's almost so obvious that it may be just a, like a total fake out. You know what I'm saying? Then they go Daredevil, <laughs> Daredevil shows up. He goes, yep, it was me. I'm Daredevil. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, all right. Thanks, Edward. Uh, I will no talk problem. to you soon. Maybe we'll come back on Friday and we'll. Uh, yeah. If I'm still uh, remember what I saw in the evening, we'll try to go over what we covered. Any last words, Edward? Tell them uh, where they can find you. And uh, yeah, when. yeah, uh, you can follow us at Small Screen Co. That's everywhere on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also subscribe, like, and subscribe to to our YouTube channel. That's at Small Screen Co. as well. And it's in the go, video description, by the way. Go down at the bottom awesome. of the video description. Yeah, and then uh, and then yeah, go on to Small Screen, which is at small-screen.co.uk. Yeah. Also check out gagacitymag.com. Check out Sil Abdul. Sometimes I go in there and I troll him. Uh, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah. So shout out to our man Sil Abdul, Gigacity. Kevin Feige too, who's uh Mikey Mikey Sutton's in the live chat. Look at that. We had like yeah. uh shockingly we had like a hundred viewers on uh Monday afternoon or Monday evening or excuse me, Wednesday Monday. afternoon. Thank you. I was like, man, I'm way out there. All right, buddy, I will talk to you soon. Until next time, Cheers. boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out, everybody.